Hello and welcome to The Check-In. Thank you for checking in with us on this Thursday. Sometimes on these check-ins, we look at the things that are getting us through, the books, the music, the coping strategies and structures that are helping us get by in a crisis. And a big answer to this question for many of us is it's our faith that is getting us by. But one challenging aspect of this crisis has been that when it comes, uh, that the crisis comes with public health orders and advice to shut down and isolate in order to stay safe just when you need those you love around you and you need your faith community around you. So how are our faith communities in mid-Missouri connecting and sustaining themselves and each other during this crisis? And what tough decisions are they making about whether to congregate with their faith community going forward? Today, we have three mid-Missouri faith leaders here to talk with us about faith during crisis. And I just have to say, I'm very excited to talk with all three of these faith leaders in our community. Uh, We have the Reverend Clyde Ruffin from Second Missionary Baptist Church. Reverend Ruffin, welcome to the check-in. Thank you. It's good to be here. We also have uh, Imam Shakir Hamoudi with the Islamic Center of Central Missouri. Mr. Hamoudi, uh, Ramadan Karim, and thank you for joining us on the check-in. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. And we have Ms. Jana Lancaster calling, uh, joining us from CBS or Congregation Beth Shalom. Jana, thanks for joining us on the check-in today. Thank you for having me. All right. So uh, let me first let our listeners know you can join us. We'd love for you to check in with us on what your faith group and congregation is doing right now. How are you practicing your faith and connecting with your faith community during this time? What are your plans going forward with reopening? Are you thinking about going back to your congregation, but concerned about safety right now? Let us know what's on your mind. So um, I want to talk with each of you. We're in a spring season full of important annual rituals right now. We've um, had Passover in April and Easter and Ramadan uh, just finishing up. Uh, Let me start with you, Reverend Ruffin. I know that there are many times that Second Baptist is packed to capacity. uh, And Easter is one of many other regular celebrations that, that pack out the historic Second Baptist building here in downtown Columbia. What was your Easter like this year for, for you and your family and also for Second Baptist worshipers? Well, we made the difficult decision of simply uh, not having anything happen on Easter. Mm-hmm. And so it was, um, it, was, it was challenging for us in that regard because, as you said, uh, Easter is, is an obviously a very important uh, holiday uh, and celebration. In terms of, it is the foundation of our faith. Yeah. belief in the, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so um, we were all in our individual homes celebrating with our families, and all of the activities that are usually done were simply not done. We also uh, have traditionally held a Good Friday service on the Friday before Easter uh, where the church is filled and we do a reenactment of the crucifixion, and that didn't happen. Did you hear from worshipers at Second Baptist on what they were doing instead? Were they finding workarounds and ways to celebrate and connect with each other? That was so early in uh, this journey Mm -hmm. that everyone was still scrambling, trying to just figure out how to uh, deal with the emotions of that uh, experience. And so 
it was not until a couple of weeks after that where people really began to uh, get creative and to strategize in ways to practice their faith and, and stay connected. All right, and I want to hear about some of those strategies uh, that, and ways that people are staying connected. Uh, Jenna Lancaster, last month was Passover celebrations, and usually this is a time for families getting together, hosting Seder, which is something that is really all about people around a table celebrating with stories and song, um, not to mention food, and, and very much doing this together. What was Passover like this year for you and, and members of CBS? Um, well, you're definitely right. Food and sharing food, passing it around is really an important part of uh, Passover. In years past, we have had, there are typically two nights people celebrate. So in the past, people have done sort of their at-home things one night, and then we've had a community-wide Passover that people can come to. And um, the community-wide one at the temple did not happen. Um, people made various plans. In our house, we've we've had in years past lots of friends over. Um, maybe two or three years ago, we had like thirty six people, I think, in our kitchen. Uh, <laughs> this year, it was just it was me and my husband and my children, uh, very quiet. And I have to say, it was really nice. It was really different. It was nice. So we did that one night, and then another night, we joined friends who we would typically join in person for a Zoom Seder, or what I heard people oh. were calling Zaders. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> that's good branding. That was, the Zader. <laughs> the Zader. It was the Zader. And uh, that was really fun, too. You know, a little different. Um, but uh, I think everybody, uh, you know, did what they could. OK, uh, yeah. Mr. Hamoudi, similarly, this has been a very different Ramadan year. Um, you spoke with us at the beginning of Ramadan here on the check in. Um, what has uh, this celebration been like for you and for members of the Islamic Center this year? Well, I mean, uh, Ramadan, uh, usually we have our building there in, the, in downtown Columbia, the Islamic Center of Central Missouri, uh, really uh, was a, a center place for us to get together and break our fast every night and enjoy the prayer until midnight. Yes. Uh, this year we could not do it, as we mentioned before at the beginning of Ramadan, uh, for uh, the reason that you know, the coronavirus. Uh, but what we discovered uh, is that uh, God has opened uh, a new venue for us, this Zoom and uh, Internet, you know, to connect with the community okay. and to basically continue almost all our activities. Um, I mean, mainly our activities are educational. So we did continue uh, until now our activities through Zoom. And uh, we have the WhatsApp and we have uh, YouTube and we have... Uh, so every day we are very, very busy, in fact, uh, connecting with the community and trying to uh, fulfill our obligation towards God. Uh, after all, God is there. Yes, the mosque is, is out of the picture, but God is still there. Our hearts are still there, and that is what is most important. We can worship God wherever we may be, at home or in the mosque or in the street or in an airport. So that is what... Uh, uh, probably uh, is, is the the most important lesson that uh, we can take. Some of us, unfortunately, forgot about that. But now we are realizing that, hey, uh, we are human beings. We are a creation of this God. And uh, he is there. Uh, his wisdom dictates 
that this is going to happen as a test for us, and we have to at least look at the positive side of it and act uh, accordingly. All right. What a great reminder. Thank you, Mr. Hamidi. So let me remind listeners you're listening to the check-in on KBIA. And you can join us as we talk with three distinguished faith leaders in our community. How has Ramadan been for you this year? What about your Passover celebrations? Did you hold a Zader? Did you participate in this? Not quite as good as 36 people crammed in your kitchen like Jenna Lancaster is describing last year. But maybe your Zader went fine. And what about your Easter um, with Second Baptist or any other Easter congregation? Um, what were you able to do with your family? Let us know. Let us know the challenges um, in your faith tradition. How are you staying connected with your faith uh, community right now? Um, have you found ways of gathering with your faith community? And what are you planning to do going forward? Are you considering the safety aspects in congregating again? Let us know how you're practicing your faith. Let's talk about some of these virtual events. Uh, Mr. Hamoudi, you mentioned this, and I, I know that you're um, Islamic Center has put some teachings online. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about those? Uh, yes. Uh, one of them, for example, uh, the prayer that we used to uh, do at night, and now we are reciting the same uh, portion of the Quran. The Quran is uh, 30 portions. Every night we recite one full portion. Uh, we used to do that while praying, so now we are doing it from home, and we are connecting with the community through Zoom and through YouTube. Uh, so this is one thing. The Quran is full of uh, wisdom, and this is the word of God after all, and it gives us really the direction for our lives. You know, what are the ethics that we have to live uh, by? So this is one, at least one uh, uh, one program that, uh, that we have. We have uh, other classes during the day, uh, how to correctly recite the Quran, for example, and, uh, you know, that that is how, you know, we have to really do that from the very young age all the way until uh, the maturity and then beyond. We have our uh, children in the Islamic school also uh, at the time of the public school closing their, their classrooms and also their uh, virtual uh, classes. But we did continue to provide our children with exactly the same education they, they had uh, face-to-face. So uh, having a small school and a very dedicated, uh, you know, community, uh, we were able to uh, really serve those children uh, equally, uh, just like uh, as if they are in the in the in the class. And we provided uh, uh, to them, along with the, with the education, with the content, a lot of games that are that are available online. As I said before, God has provided this venue. This is wonderful. And the kids are are really very happy to uh, join uh, the learning and the fun at the same time. So it is uh, play to learn is really the the philosophy uh, at this time. So we found that as as successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, we yes we also have you know if somebody has has a question about how to do this how to do that according to Islam, and we have uh, many uh, WhatsApp sites and emails and. So we can answer the questions of the community, and uh, we have also activities, outreach to the to the media and uh, to the university, and so on and so forth. So we are basically busy with with these. Now we are discussing what to do for the uh, for the day of Eid, that is the celebration, and what to do uh, beyond that after after that, uh, regarding opening or not opening, gradual opening, and so on and so forth.
So we are discussing as we speak. Yes. But uh, safety is the top priority for us. And also uh, listening not uh, that much to politicians, but uh, very much to the data and the scientists. All right. I want to hear more about the plans going forward. Um, and that Islamic school sounds great, not only for the kids, but I'm sure the parents are very thankful for this uh, happening right now. Um, let me ask you, Jana, I know that Congregation Beth Shalom has a few Zoom events, quite a few going on every week, including a sisterhood cocktail hour, I noticed, which sounds uh, interesting. Um, what? How are the teachings and lessons and the gatherings going online for Congregation Beth Shalom, Jana? Um, they're going really well. Actually, I to prepare, I made a list because we have so much going on. I wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, leave anyone out. Um, but we do. We have social events such as um, sisterhood happy hour and then coffee uh, Sunday mornings. Um, people are gathering for uh, coffee. Um, we have um, Friday nights. Uh, we're having services. Our religious school director and some religious school. Um, Staff are are really are consistently leading uh, Friday night services on Zoom. We're doing a Saturday morning Torah study. Volunteers are are leading that every Saturday morning, and then we also have uh, weekly like education sessions. We have a holiday coming up that we're hoping to have a Zoom service for next week. And um, so, in terms of what's happening online, you know, it's it's a fair amount. Okay, great. Let me just remind our listeners, this is The Check-In. I'm Janet Saidi, and we're talking with Jana Lancaster, Shakir Hamoudi, and Clyde Ruffin, all community faith leaders, talking with us about faith during crisis. How are we gathering virtually with our faith communities right now? What do you miss about gathering in person with your faith community? And how are we making decisions about gathering going forward? Let us know how you're practicing your faith and connecting with your faith community during this time. Uh, Reverend Ruffin, let me ask you um, a very big question, actually, which is, how do you see evidence of faith sustaining your congregation during this time? And you are actually balancing your um, congregation leadership with Second Baptist, with also with First uh, Ward Council member work. Um, how, how are you doing and what are you hearing from your congregation members about faith getting you through right now? Well, that's a very good question. Let me um, take a moment and backtrack to the first question. Yes. I was so focused on um, all the things that we are endeavoring to do to stay connected now that it was brought to my attention that on Easter Sunday, uh, we actually had an outdoor service in our parking lot and uh, (laughs) were given permission from the city to Uh have a a drive-in Easter service. And um, we had a flatbed truck that we parked on 4th Street. And we set up our outdoor PA system, and everyone came in their cars and stayed in their cars. And, uh, you know, in the African-American tradition, uh, whenever there is uh, a preaching, we're so accustomed to the celebrating the call and response that is rooted in our African culture. And we're used to hearing people say amen and, and mm-hmm. to encourage the speaker. And so that was done by honking the horns on the cars that day. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a very different experience. I've never preached outside uh, standing on the back of a truck. Uh, but we had a great gathering that day, and uh, everyone seemed to be really um, 
encouraged by it. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah. So, so now uh, on to the to the next question. You also, I, I, you all might be doing virtual events as well if you want to update us on those. But, but yeah, the the larger question I'm also really curious about is just how you're balancing the um, council member duties with the the faith leadership, and also, you know, what what you feel like is sustaining people through faith right now. Well, certainly those two roles are are intersecting in a, in a very interesting way because as a member of the city council, we get daily updates uh, from uh, the city manager as well as uh, the director for public health. And um, so many times I have information just a day or so ahead of uh, the general public. And, um, and so that's that's been good, and that's also I also have access to the information regarding what the city is doing uh, to to address the inequities in our community, particularly those who may not be able to afford uh, a doctor's visit or may not be able to afford the, the originally the cost uh, for the test. And so, to know that our city is committed to doing that and providing free testing for anyone who who uh, distributes even one symptom and that they're taking um, the, the workers who are providing the test into neighborhoods and into institutions and giving it free of charge. And the general public may not even know these things, but I find that to be very encouraging because as a faith community, one of the things that we realize is that in the midst of so much suffering and so much death, that there's still good work that needs to be done and that all of us are called uh, and chosen uh, to, to, to be available to meet the needs of our community, to meet the needs of those who are unsheltered and who may not be able to, uh, um, to practice social distancing or to mm -hmm. wash their hands or may not have access to healthy foods or even access to, to physicians and nurses who can uh, oversee their care. And so... Uh, it has been a challenge, but I believe that uh, from what I'm hearing and what I see is that people of faith are rising to the challenge, and they are, in fact, more connected than they have been in the past. We, uh, we know that the great commission of our faith is to go into all the world to meet the needs of those, both spiritually and materially. But the fact is that in many instances the church has failed because most of our activities have been inwardly focused rather than outwardly focused. And so um, I've heard um, a couple of things that I find truly inspirational. One is that the church is not the building. The church is the connected lives of people. And so we often say, I am the church, you are the church. Together we are the church. And then I heard someone say, the, church, the doors of the church are closed because the church has left the building, but the church is alive and open. And so that's what's been guiding us, and, and it's been uh, an, a, an incredible experience. All right. That's wonderful. Let me just remind listeners, you're listening to The Check-In. I'm Janet Saidi, and we're talking with Jana Lancaster, Shakir Hamoudi, and Clyde Ruffin, all community faith leaders, and also Clyde is a city council member, talking with us about faith during crisis. How are you gathering virtually with your faith communities right now? How are you making decisions about gathering going forward? Let us know how you're practicing your faith
faith and connecting with the community during this time. We've just got a few more minutes, but if you are a member of any of these congregations or another um, or want to talk about faith sustaining you, uh, let us know. Feel free to join the conversation with these guests. Uh, you can bring your questions or your comments. Um, are you doing a drive-through communion? This is something that we read about, and we're curious about that. Let us know if you've considered participating or planning a drive-through communion during this time. Uh, Mr. Shakir Hamoudi, uh, we're talking about um, the faith and the uh, good works uh, and the response efforts that kind of connect with faith. Um, is the Islamic Center uh, finding faith sustaining uh, your congregation through volunteer and response efforts or other ways? Uh, yes, that, that's a good point. In fact, uh, during uh, regular Ram- Ramadan, uh, before this crisis, uh, as I mentioned, we used to have uh, a break fast, uh, breaking the fast uh, at the sunset every night at the building of the Islamic Center of Central Missouri. And it was open uh, for everyone, Muslims and non-Muslims, especially those uh, students uh, or those singles who are not married. But it was open uh, for everybody. Well, we cannot do that uh, this year. So what we did, uh, we had uh, prepared uh, uh, what we call Ramadan gift boxes. And we uh, just, uh, some volunteers stand there for one hour every other day or every few or twice a week or three times a week and we announce it to the community so you can just go and pick uh, your your box without any question asked so this is at least uh, one thing to satisfy uh, those uh, who feel uh, lonely or who feel in need of uh, those uh, uh, great uh, meals you know yes we do not cook them but we give them the raw material another thing we have a kind of uh, what we call zakah, which is uh, a portion of the uh, of the income that is to be given at the end of Ramadan before the celebration. We call it zakat al-fatr. Again, as another gift uh, that uh, is being distributed for the last uh, week or so throughout uh, the month, and uh, that to make people and children in particular happy. And in the day of Eid, the celebration. Uh, again, uh, some volunteers, especially the young uh, volunteers, uh, have prepared uh, gift boxes uh, for the kids. Uh, so the people, uh, they come and drive. Uh, they do not get out of the car. Uh, they bring their children, so they just pick the box and leave without uh, getting off the car. So hopefully that will be in the day of celebration. Uh, so we try our best to make use use of the uh, of the occasion uh, number one by uh, really to continue to worship god uh, according uh, to the to his command and at the same time to be creative in how to connect with our community and how to live uh, up to their challenges and needs at this difficult time uh, with the hope that this time will go uh, and uh, we will be relieved and we go back uh, to our uh, uh, houses of worships, all of us, and uh, try to find, uh, you know, uh, a good a good refuge there, and connect physically with the people, with the community, with the with the center, also with the mosque. All right. You are listening to The Check-In on KBIA. We're talking about faith during crisis. Uh, We have a caller. Kit is calling from Columbia. Kit, welcome to The Check-In. What's on your mind right now? My question is this, Dr. Hamoudi. Uh, Dr. Moody, we've, we grew so 
uh, comfortable in your market when you had your uh, market, the gourmet market. And I wonder now, uh, many of those specialty foods are so much harder to find, whether they're for religious ceremonies or whether they're just for uh, dietary change that uh, culture growth creates. I wonder if you have any places you can suggest where we can go for uh, the kinds of things you had in your deli and the kinds of things that were part of your conversation over coffee at your market. Okay, thanks so much for that call, Kit. We'll get uh, the answer here. Uh, Shakir Hamoudi, what, what do you say to that? <laughs> well, Kit, I think you, you really touched a nerve in my heart uh, <laughs> before because I do also miss that market. And I honestly felt that was very much needed in the city of Columbia. That's why I took the initiative to uh, open that in 2003 uh, with, the, with the philosophy that we really need to get together as a community that is very diverse, uh, at least if not through faith or other uh, peace uh, activities, but through food so as we all appreciate one another and the taste of one another when it comes to consuming the best part of uh, enjoying life, which is, which is really food. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, uh, you know, that combination of, uh, of that diverse uh, selection of foods, I mean, the closest, part, the closest city really that I could tell you about is Champaign, Illinois. That is the closest. Hmm. Uh, I, you know, otherwise you have to really go to different markets and you would be lucky if you could find all this election. But again, we closed this because I think that chapter of my life had ended and I had focused on uh, the outreach of my community, which I found it uh, a priority for me. And I begged people to take the market even free. Honestly, okay. I, I just just take the free, but nobody was willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. We have only a few seconds really left here. And I don't want to uh, end this discussion without uh, the opportunity to ask each of you. Really, just uh, something I'm very curious about. I'd love to hear from each of you on just how you are personally finding faith um, sustaining you. You can talk about this in terms of your congregation or public response. Um, but how is faith sustaining you during this time? Jana, let's start with you. And we've really just got about 10 seconds for each of you. So I apologize. I'll have to be quick. Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's continuing to work with my community, the temple, the online, and then mm-hmm. also uh, Friday night Shabbat dinners yes. at my house is something we hadn't done too consistently before and mm. we're really doing it now and it's been wonderful fantastic so just a little bit more ritual in your life helps um mm-hmm. mr hamoudi yeah. how about you how is faith sustaining you and your family right now yes god said uh, the earth is for me and you can worship me at any spot on earth so mm-hmm. with the mosque without the mosque uh, our heart uh, are connected with God, and that is what my family and myself and my community uh, are really uh, connecting uh, through that philosophy. And we found it very appealing and very fruitful, and probably we did not realize how much we can do even without the building. Yeah? All right. Thank you so much. And, and Reverend, Reverend Ruffin, let's end with you. 
When I first became pastor almost 16 years ago, I received a piece of very sage advice from an experienced pastor who warned me to not um, become so committed to doing God's work that I lost my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like many pastors, I find myself very, very busy doing God's work. But in this season that we're experiencing, it has provided an opportunity for me to slow down, to pause, and to renew my personal relationship with God. And as I'm doing that, I'm finding that the work that I do is more focused and it is more meaningful, but it is also uh, less significantly less busy. And I think that this is an important outcome of this experience for me personally. All right. Wonderful words to end by. Thank you so much, Reverend and Councilmember Ruffin, Shakir Hamoudi, and Jana Lancaster. Thanks for checking in with us today. Thank you for checking in. Tomorrow, we'll be with the Missouri Symphony Orchestra. What classical music is streaming these days? Until then, I'm Janet Saidi. Stay well and stay in touch.